Welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Huddle. I am Rob Woodfork. We designated to return from IR. Still a little nasally here. Were you out? Yeah, I was oh. out. I was out. We missed I you. Was, I was on my ass for three days. Were you on vacation? Yes. Alongside George Wallace, the man responsible for the transaction as part of his duties as our sports director, and uh, Dave Preston, the director of fun and frivolity. He's right now filling out Christmas cards. Wow, fun and holiday fun. cards. Holiday cards. Wait, what was I responsible for? What transaction? Putting you me on IR. Out? Oh yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Try to follow along, man. I come uh, up with these cutesy I'm things. I'm watching open. Brian Oliver do circus stunts <laughs> in the other studio in there. It's good. He's <laughs> looking. <laughs> uh, he's happy because uh, Joe Flacco's the quarterback in uh, Cleveland now. Um, Washington uh, still losing, so. All right, the well, earliest, the that's earliest happening. that they've been eliminated in the Ron Rivera regime. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like being the tallest of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> um, it, was that uh, Dopey or Doc? Uh, I mean, yeah. at Doc least, at least this was time, Doc the I think Doc was the tallest. Wait, they, this is documented? No, Doc was the tallest. No, I mean, of, of that's, the seven that's what I'm saying. Like, who, who has actually clocked that? I don't know. I mean, oh. let's yeah, yeah. I've, go to the I'm, videotape. I'm, I'm asking the wrong person. Um, yeah, so what did we learn from the loss to the Rams in Los Angeles? Well, here's one thing. I'm just going to get the pun out of the way first. Uh, it took way too long to cut the cheese. Because oh! Cheeseman has been an unmitigated disaster snapping the ball. And then well, the one thing, I mean, when you talk about how this team invents ways to lose, like who had on their bingo card – a bad snap would roll on the field, and then you would get the best player in the franchise's recent history hurt. Yeah, who hurts the punter? Yeah. The but worst part. So there's yeah. two things on that. One, he traded up to get this guy, so he's yes. going to hold on. And then in September, when he had a couple of bad snaps, Rivera's quote was, "Well, we're just going to go along until something happens." Well. I'm, yeah. Okay. That's what you're supposed to prevent. That's right. your job. That's your primary function as the right. head coach. And we said then it's going to wait until it costs you a game. Not necessarily it's costing the game, but it it's bad. What an well, what an absolute failure of yeah. a of a game from a, a team standpoint. We t- we talk about the the dribbled snaps. I guess we'll call yeah. them because one was technically that. a fumble yeah. along those lines. Yeah. They, which I think, in effect, what cost him the extra point, set up a field goal. So that's a four-point swing right there. So that's not, you know, they still would have lost by, you know, whatever. But you can't do that and be and leave an effective, the best player wide yeah. open on a play. Uh, you, <laughs> you can't do that. You, you can't do that and be a real team that expects to be in contention. No. And so I think we've seen from that. We saw just how misguided it felt like they were in the first half. Uh, one for seven on third down. It just the offense never really got in gear. They had two fumbles and they were able to do nothing with them. You know, early on. You were gonna and, say, what did we learn? That it, it, it took two minutes and forty-seven seconds to score from the two. That was an epic <laughs> fail. When you're and then you're huddling up every play. That just sums everything up. And then B, that of all people. On the field, if you're a defender for in the Burgundy and Gold, that you should keep an eye on is Cooper Cup. The one guy. One that guy. That was bad, the too. one guy. And then three guys watched him go. And you're going to see it in real time. Yeah. yeah. We've seen it happen, though. We've seen, we saw Miami turn them inside out. We saw the Joe. We saw Tommy DeVito throw for, I think, a buck 89 in the first half. 
And the dude doesn't even make his own bed at home. And, parenth- and parenthetically, this was a game that was, like, humming along. I mean, I, I feel like it was almost two minutes and change left in the first half, and you're only 40 minutes into the game. Yeah, Like, right. this game was moving quick. Yeah, I was like, it's almost halftime. It's not even an hour or into the game. And then that last two minutes lasted about 40 more minutes. Right. <laughs> Always and then, uh, you know, and then everything happened in the second half. I mean, just – I mean, it's hard to even be disgusted because, you know, it, it, now it's an adventure where you just kind of sit there and you're like, what creative way are they going to lose today? And so going into the we Jets, it's look, done. it's it's, uh, it's a team that arguably has had it worse than Washington has uh, over at least over in recent history, the Jets have been eliminated from playoff contention for the 13th straight season. Uh, there's no point in Aaron Rodgers coming back, and he basically said as much yeah, uh, yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. when he was on his uh, buddy Pat McAfee show. And so um, this is going to be an eyesore game. It's a one o'clock game that probably won't even make highlights. Do you know what this NBC. game screams of? And and Don Peterson will remember this. December 1993. Yeah. Jets. Jets, three. Redskins, nothing. RFK Stadium. Yeah. Ugly one. I was working the game. That was one of those games that this kind of, this has that feeling. Three, nothing. Other than the fact that it's these, the same two teams. Richie Pettibone was the coach. Yeah. Just playing out the string. It was foregone conclusion. He was going to be done. Was that Bruce Coslett, maybe? It was, I believe. Oh, gosh. At my like point that. is, it's one of those that you just have no desire to watch. Yeah. And well, I am very selfish and thankful that the game is not at home. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you'd find something to do and send me. And I'd send, yeah. I'd send Peterson. Yeah. Now, New Year's Eve, I'll have to be there to watch the drubbing right. by the 49ers. I mean. But at least that's a 1 o'clock game. And it might be historic. It might be. It might be like a biblical beatdown. Ooh, biblical beatdown. Well, and the, I think, and here's just some of the, because of the way that the NFL has expanded its season and has given us extra games after New Year's Day, it used to be that the season would end before New Year's, but then around when they expanded the season and added the extra, all this other right. stuff, the season would end usually the first weekend of the new year or maybe the last weekend of the old year. But give that, it, feel, it just feels like that second weekend in January being the last game makes this season feel all the longer. It yeah. makes it feel longer than one week, if that makes sense. And it's just, I, I wish that they went back to starting the season, maybe Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And then let us finish because mentally you kind of put the season to bed and around plus, uh, Christmas and New right. Year's. And plus there's kind of the symmetry of you're putting a calendar year to bed at the same time that you're putting an NFL season right. to bed. So, um, yeah, I, I, however, it just feels like looks, these next three weeks feels like two months of like, right. Oh my god, And especially, goodness. and, and, and we have the perspective of watching a team that's dead in the water. I mean, for teams that right. are covering a team that's in the middle of a playoff yep. push, then I'm sure the vibe is very different, but here it's just like, we're just waiting for Ron Rivera's execution, which parenthetically his birthday is the same yeah. day as the last game. January 7th. Yeah. So yeah. he's probably going to get absolutely like lambasted by the Cowboys. Dallas, yeah. And then you get fired the day after your birthday. Like that he's 
having the worst kind of year. And he's uh, and he de- and he doesn't deserve it. I mean, we we've we've criticized him quite a bit on this podcast and a lot of it deservedly, but you know, he's by all accounts a good guy and you wish him the best in whatever the next thing is. But I'm telling you, man, uh, uh, it's just been this long extended death march that uh, I would just Look, love for it to be Regardless of knew- how bad you think he is as a head coach, good or bad. And he's been to a Super Bowl. Not every coach has been to a Super Bowl. Of course. He's had multiple division titles with losing teams. He's Nobody- the only guy who's ever done that. <laughs> but I think it's fair to say that regardless of how good or bad you might think of him as a coach, He's not built to be a GM slash coach, Correct. which is what he has been for the last four years, yep. even with the other guys, the, the 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 double M's working with him in the front office. This is not a role that he was built for. And he was given the I mean, if, if somebody gives you the opportunity to do something like this and offers you the amount of money that Dan Snyder offered you way back when, after you've been a fired head coach with the track record that he had, you're going to jump and take it. Sure. So I don't. There's a lot of things at play, but he shouldn't have had this job as GM slash coach the last four years, and it's important for this franchise to move on when the calendar turns to, what, January 9th. It's unfortunate because this year, we knew going into this year that anything barring a, and even a Super Bowl run, he still might have been done, but barring a, a truly, truly successful year, that this was going to be it for him. I think all things being equal, if Dan Snyder still owned the team, he would have been fired last year. I mm, really believe that. Probably. But with the ownership change and the the influx, he had to get the year. And you go into it knowing that somebody spends $6 billion on a team, on something, they have their own ideas and they have their mm-hmm. own plan. So regardless of who you are and your track record and your record, barring anything, you know, like I said, playoff run, we had said at the beginning of the year he had to win a playoff game, I thought, to be considered to come back. Mm-hmm. Not just get to the playoffs, but win a playoff game, which is something that we haven't seen Hasn't around happened, here. Yeah. Right. So it's just unfortunate that it has gone south quickly. And the to your point, like the drawn out death march here. Yeah. Um, you would hope that he would have been competitive down the stretch and maybe these last couple games mean something and you fall short, then you can say Heck of a job, but we're still going our separate, our different direction. Um, but I do think that they will honor him in some way for what he has been able to do for this organization over the last four four years, stabilize it to a point, and now you've got $90 million in cap space. You're going to have a top-five pick. You can thank him for that, yeah. uh, partly. And sure. uh, hopefully you get a GM coach structure that works and something that that's also something we haven't seen in a long time. I think the only way that is different, maybe, and we can talk about it, but if a Mike Tomlin is out there, you go hire him first, then a GM. But if those guys are all off the table and you want a GM to come in and hire somebody, the hot and upcoming assistant coach or somebody like that, then I think is that's what you're looking for. Barring a, they go after a Tomlin or a McVay somehow like that. I don't think McVay is available, but just use it as an example. Let's ask this question because this just came up as uh, as you guys were talking. We know that the Rivera, the GM, shot Rivera, the coach, in the foot. Correct. How do we think he would have fared had he not been the general manager, de facto general manager? It's it's important to point out right. he was yeah. not given that exact yeah, title. Yeah, right. but, but he had final say. It's a coach-centric yeah. setup. And so if he didn't have final say, if there was a strong GM here in place – 
do we think this would have been a different outcome? Maybe. I think so. I don't think that they would have necessarily won a Super Bowl. They're playing with, right. but yeah. I think. I, I think right, another I set of that. eyes, yeah. a competent set of eyes. Granted, the previous other set of eyes we had in here outside of the head coach was Bruce Allen. Before that, it was Vinny Serrato. So, you know, I remember when right. they hired Bruce Allen, it's like, thank goodness we finally got some people who are, you know, who, who can do stuff as opposed to Vinny. You oh know? my God. I saw my Facebook memories from that. Are you day. excited? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, thing. I don't have know. the heart you to don't tell know. Rob 15 years ago that it could get much much worse. So who knows? So who knows whether the GM that Dan Snyder forces upon Ron Rivera is going to be worth anything. But I would think that another set of eyes maybe would have maybe they don't trade up to get that long snapper, Cameron Cheeseman. Maybe yep. they make a decision to pull the trigger on a quarterback instead of getting Chase Young. Um but then again, uh for all we know with the you know, depending on who's around, like I have always said that Getting out of Washington was the best thing that could have happened to Sean McVay. Yeah. You know, getting, uh, you know, not getting drafted by the commanders was probably the best thing that happened to, to a tongue of Iloa or Justin yeah. Herbert, you know? So, but I would like to think that with a smart GM and, you know, being able to work with Ron, I'm not saying that they would have been Super Bowl bound, but I think that they would have been a better organization. You would have not seen the seemingly wasted draft picks that you've got on the roster this year. Defensive backs who can't get on the field who represent your picks in the first, you know, 70 players. That's that 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 is in a year where you had to win, that's an organizational fail. So, I think the difference would be marginal. I think the difference would be marginal okay. because Rivera the coach is the one who can't differentiate a franchise quarterback from a backup quarterback for the most part. You know, I mean, and look at what happened on Sunday against the Rams. I said before the season, I I was more on board with Jacoby Brissett being the starting quarterback than Sam Howell. He's a steadier guy, uh, putting him behind a bad offensive line. The veteran is probably – going to get you better results. Do they beat the Giants if they have uh, Brissett in there? I w- would say at least one of those games they probably beat the Giants. So they go now, better I'm than 0-1 and 1 so like I'm, last year. Right. <laughs> so I'm I I'm not saying that Jacoby Brissett would have this team playoff bound, but you know, he showed you in those flashes and again, when a backup quarterback comes in, like the other team didn't game plan for him and sometimes he looks better than he probably is. But you went all in on Sam Howell this year, and probably a year late because you had no answer at quarterback in 22, and yet you didn't play him till the last game. Now you come into this season where your job's on the line. You have a stronger veteran quarterback who represents probably the best quarterback you've had here since I would even include Alex Smith in that, um, and then you don't play him? Right. Like that's just that's just wild, and you, and you gave him ten million dollars if I'm uh, if if I remember his salary correctly. So, um, yeah, it, it, I mean the way he's mismanaged the quarterback position, the way he's mismanaged the offensive line, because we've said a million times here, you were gifted two All Pros on your offensive line when you took this job, and now it's just the, a recycling bin 
of veteran guys who some of whom shouldn't even be on an NFL roster. And so those two damning things right there, some of that is on Ron the GM, but Ron the coach is the one who has kind of kept this team middling. That's the question. And the thing is, is Ron the coach the one who has told Ron the GM, hey, we don't need to draft an offensive lineman in the first round? You know, no, we don't. So would Ron the coach have told – you know, Doctor, I mean, you know, Mister X, who would have been, you know, the the, the uh, imaginary GM, would he right. would Ron have convinced the person that they brought in, the personnel guy, that you know what, we don't need, uh, we we need to go out, we need to trade up to get a long snapper or something along those lines. You don't know, but we move on, and I hope that uh, I hope this next hire is good. I'm excited to see who they get. All right, uh, both hires, George. Do you think Ron, the coach, would uh, would be okay without? Ron the GM. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I agree with what you were saying before, maybe not Super Bowl run, but it's tough to say because the players that he picked is, is who he was coaching. So yeah. that's, you know, do I think he's a good coach? Yeah, I do. I think that, you know, I know we joke about it all the time, but he had, did have Cam Newton in Carolina. Yeah, that's a big deal. Right. That's a big deal. But if he were able to get, if somebody were able to pick him players, yeah, see what he would do with I'd like to see that. Yeah. You know, to see. I don't want to give it any more time now, but I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. But Let's I, try. I, I, think oh, it'd be, I think it would be a little different, yes, because we've seen how many times Ron the GM did hurt Ron the coach. Yes. Just in looking this season, and I did this way back when, and I uh, for some research for the uh, Commander's Corner, which drops every Tuesday on WTOP.com, there were quality mm-hmm. offensive linemen in those first three rounds that could have been chosen that would have made more of an impact, mm-hmm. would have played more snaps than the guys that uh, you know Ron brought in. And it reminded me of 2008 when... Pass catchers in the, the second round. Yeah, when they drafted yeah. the three receivers, and there Devin were Thomas. tons of offensive linemen. Sleepy not not tons, but there, but there were and enough Malcolm offensive Kelly. linemen yeah. that you could have just... Brought, that would have played... that were playing snaps in the NFL. I mean, just keep in mind, he came here... Had Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Keep in mind, he came here with Trent Williams, Brandon Sheriff, Morgan Moses. Was your offensive line? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's really good. Well, they, I don't think Trent would have stayed regardless. No, I know. But I, know, I, know. I think the other guys, the other guys, you needed to do, do especially yeah. after losing Trent, you yes. needed to do due diligence, move mountains to keep the other ones here who you right. knew that were good. Agreed. Right, because Moses wasn't a all pro or anything. Yeah, he was solid, but he was solid. And he played yeah. on two, uh, was it two, uh, hurt. two ankles? He's hurt every year. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, he would gut it out, and he would play well. You wouldn't hear his name right. a lot on Sundays. The so, kind of guy that you don't pay a ton of money to, but one who is, he just adds value to your team, to your offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact the way, that they didn't recognize that yeah. is a bummer. And by the way, starting on the Baltimore Ravens now, yeah. who are objectively one of the two best teams in the NFL right now. Right. Um, so they're going to lose Sunday? Oh, Ravens absolutely. Are the, no. <laughs> are, are we going all Ravens? No. Oh, hey, first of all, By the way, Ravens, it's it's a Super Bowl preview. I picked 49ers-Ravens before yeah. the year, and that's what we have on a Monday night on Christmas Day. So I'm thrilled for that game. How do we feel about the triple header on Christmas Day? We like it. We wish that. <sighs> I don't mind it. I like yeah. it. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I'll 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 check them out, but I I mean, I'm what one of those. Just one game. 
I'd be fine with one game, maybe Christmas night, just because I also it's kind of I enjoy spending time with family. NBA, yeah, I enjoy spending time with family on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you know what? I like to be all in the NFL when those games are on. Right, it's tough to when you're answering questions from your aunt Suzanne for the seventh time. By the way, real quick, the Jets. We're referencing that Jets game, December eleventh, ninety three, literally thirty years ago. Yeah. Uh, three nothing. Boomer Siasen, quarterback in the Jets. Yeah. Rich Gannon for the home team. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Washington and get, did Bob Costas announce the game? That I don't remember. That would have been in Washington season, with right? 150 total yards in the game. Time of possession: 41 minutes exactly for the Jets. 19 minutes exactly for mm. Washington. Wow. That's it. So, That's an era. Yeah. So, <laughs> Things can be bad. So Dave is going to predict a 2 nothing score this time because he's in desperate search of that scoregami. I've got 19-4. to four. Oh, so a high-scoring output. Commanders pick up uh, – commanders get sacked tw- – uh, they actually pick up a pair of safeties and lose 19-4. That's really funny. Yeah, that actually would be. Like 19-8. to eight. Uh, Yeah, I have, I have zero feel for this game. Zero feel for the game. I don't think Washington cause, cause scores. Because we have zero desire to watch yeah, this game. I don't think Washington scores more than 13 points. I'll go 16-13. I think it's going to be that ugly. That's amazing that even with this expanded playoff field, seven teams per conference, yeah. three weeks of blah. And yeah. in reality, they were 4-9. and nine. We kind of knew that it is going to take a miracle to yeah. make it. So there were a lot of people checked out with five weeks to go. Right. Is that accurate? Four or five weeks? Yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. I'm going to say Washington, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win on accident. Yeah. Six to three. Yeah, I could see it. Missed extra point. Yeah. It's not. I mean, if Trevor goals. Simeon's quarterbacking, right? Is that who's going to quarterback? It's still Zach. He's out. Doesn't he have a concussion? I mean, he plays like he has a concussion. Every I thought game. he was out. Maybe he's, maybe he's questionable. Yeah, maybe. Either way, I could see that too. Lucky and uh, oh, hey, oh, look, we won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think this is uh, obviously the 49ers are gonna absolutely eviscerate them. Dallas will almost certainly have something to play for in that game, so you're not gonna get the mercy that you did last year. Right. And so, this is their last opportunity to win a game. Wouldn't it be something mm-hmm. for okay, final week of the season? Commanders start Sam Howell. Dallas is like, hey, remember last year? Yeah. Get ready because they'll they will be fighting for home field. Right. Um, uh, barring something crazy, and or the division for them to say, hey, yeah. this is oh you, you beat Dallas last year, Sam. We'll show you what Dallas is really like. Yeah. So I I think this is their last chance for a victory. I think even if it's not on purpose, this is the last spot. I'll pick them to win. Okay. We'll put it that way. So six to three, Washington. Um, it's not two field goals. It's a touchdown, and then somebody misses the extra point. Who wants to go downstairs for some finger foods, gentlemen? It's the holiday season. I do. Oh, man. So that's a great way to wrap up the huddle, right? Yeah. yeah. He's signing uh, Christmas cards. Holiday I don't cards. see. I don't see any coming my way. No, that's it's uh, weird. He didn't know how to spell your name. Once he gets it, he'll, he'll figure it out. <laughs> yes. Is that Robert? I can't I can't fill out your card in front of you and then give it to you. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. Like, Sure you yeah, can. he looked right. It's like, it's like yeah, it's like giving your kid uh, cash for Christmas or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's effective. But you don't take it out of your wallet and say, "Oh, here you go." I mean, maybe you do. Maybe, I do. Maybe you do. Who knows? Yeah. She likes money. There you go. You know, 
Because it's money. Gentlemen, All right. uh, we will not see each other in this room doing this show between now and Ever? the new year. Oh. No. I'm qualifying everything yeah, because yeah. we might wind up in here during a fire drill, but we won't be doing the show. So, <laughs> gentlemen, well, it's been a fantastic year. 2023. Yeah. By the way, tell everybody about our year-end uh, huddle that we got. We oh yeah, out. we yeah, have that. a year-end uh, huddle that's uh, in video form. In video form, yeah, yeah. You can see our faces, so you know that it's not AI doing the show on a weekly basis. So uh, yeah, the top sports stories of 2023. You can yep. check it out. On uh, WTOP.com, wherever you get your podcast, it'll be on YouTube. Uh, that is coming on uh, that last week in December. What day is that? The 29th? 26th, maybe. Friday the, the 29th? 26th is the Tuesday. 28th. Tuesday. 28th. On okay. December 28th, Perfect. we will have right. that episode of the DC Sports Huddle Perfect. ready for you to ingest with your eyes and your ears. Beautiful. Dave was saying something very poignant and heartfelt. Yeah, it's been a great year, gentlemen. That's it. He's right. Here's to what's next. Looking forward to what's next out there and looking uh, forward to what's next in here in In the studio and in the newsroom. All right. And in 2024, which is also also a part of uh, that special episode of The Huddle, what we're looking forward to in 2024. All right, guys. DC Sports Huddle signing off. Rob Woodfork, George Wallace, Dave Preston, breaking the huddle.